You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat. I'm your host, Al Malafrante, coming at you for the Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, This is a very special show that we have in store tonight. Uh, For a lot of the folks at home who have been with us uh, since the very beginning, even prior to joining the BPN, you probably remember that so much of the inspiration behind creating this podcast actually came from all the excitement surrounding an upcoming trip to Beetlejuice that I had planned for my birthday last July. Uh, before I introduce our incredible special guest, I'd like to reintroduce you all to my original co-host and co-founder of Break a Bat, uh, who's actually sitting right alongside me at the Winter Garden Theater that night. So, uh, Scotty, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Hey, thanks, Al. Thanks for having me. This is a pretty fun thing to do right here. This is my first real uh, remote podcast, so it's a pretty cool experience for me also, and it's always great to be back with you and talking baseball and Broadway, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you made it to the right show, Scotty, because uh, as so many of you know, um, I'll be honest, I've talked a lot over the years about uh, what I love about those nights on Broadway. And so much of that is attested to the stories that surround actually going to the show and obviously the incredible talent that you get to see perform. It's a lot like a night at the ballpark in that way. And I'll be honest, if you put a short list together for my 23 years of going to shows, Few nights rival July 13th, 2019, uh, for many different reasons, which we'll certainly touch on. Uh, tonight, we're lucky enough to be joined by a member of not only that Beetlejuice cast, but uh, a true Broadway all-star in every sense of the term. And her Broadway career now spans more than a decade and a half. Uh, she made her debut back in 04 in Hairspray. She's since gone on to appear in Legally Blonde, Elf, Something Rotten, and of course, her portrayal of Delia Dietz in Beetlejuice is up there with any of the great comedic performances that I've ever seen here on Broadway. So it's with great pleasure to ask you all to please turn your attention to Home Plate. Just be on the marquee. Now batting, Leslie Kritzer. Leslie, welcome. (laughs) Hi, guys. How are you? Wow, what an intro. That's so exciting. We'd like to do it big. I'd like to, you know, imagine yourself, the crowd's going wild when they uh, call your name out. So uh, I hope that we set the right tone. 
Oh, my God. I feel like a rock star in my closet here in South Orange, New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty amazing that we got to put this together when we did, because I think it actually falls like nearly on the one year anniversary of that Broadway blackout. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, okay, wait. So were you there that night? Yes, we were. Yeah, that was the night. Oh, my God. I totally remember that. That's so nuts. I totally remember that. You remember us in the audience or you remember the blackout? <laughs> yeah. I don't. We were cheering pretty loud. So. <laughs> but I remember that was a really good show. I, I do. I remember that was a really, really good show because. Yeah. There must have been a lot of emotion there. I mean, we were yeah, nervous. We were just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. But it was it's so fun when things like that happen, especially like you guys must have been like, you know, it's like you don't kind of know. Is the show going to happen? Is it not? But we did it. We made it work. Leslie, take us behind the scenes for a moment. What was going on backstage during that? Okay, so we we had started hearing actually from other people in other shows that they had no power in their theater. They had no power in their theater. They had no power in their theater. It was like boom, 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 boom. And then we're like, wait, what? We still have powers. Like, what do you mean? Then we started looking out of the window on Seventh Ave. And then uh, 50th, and to the right, we like stuck our, our, our heads out the window down the street to Wicked and to, like the Dwayne Reed. None of that, they nothing had power. Anything west of Broadway was like black. And we're like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so we we're just like in costume going, what? What are we doing? And then you guys were like outside, right? Like lined up. You didn't know if you were coming in yet. And then they let you in, and then we started the show but it was kind of cool because it's that doesn't happen all the time so we're kind of like backstage going yeah oh god we're gonna miss our train home (laughs) (laughs) we're like no no please hurry let's say our lines faster no um but yeah things like when things like that happen it's kind of like just roll with it nuts craziness but it was fun so Al and I had to walk, I think, like 15 blocks, and we were walking all the way through the shutdown blocks. Oh, my God. So we, it looked to us like the entire city was shut down. I mean, we could see, like, Times Square was black. It, I mean, we were almost certain that it was going to be shut down. We got one block over to the theater, and somehow there was power. But there were just street lights out, like cars. Were, like, yeah. yeah, everything was, it was like, yeah. But 7th Ave East, like, there was power down there, no power this way. It was, like, it was the craziest thing. Um, And, you know, I also like a snow day. So I'm, like, that that little, like, rebellious item. It's like, ooh, do we have to do the show? Can we go get a drink now? Like, we'll do it again later, right? Like, the part of you kind of likes, there's, like, you're, like, ready to do the show. You want to do the show. But then the part of you is, like, snow day. You're, like, oh, maybe we can, like, go to, maybe it's over and we can, like, go to get a drink now. I don't know. (laughs) Or like not even go anywhere. We, we drink in the building. Like, you know, we're grown, (laughs) grown ass people. Uh Most of us. And, um, we have some great parties in that building. Oh my God. We had great parties. We used to, every Saturday night we had a thing called snob, which is Saturday night on Broadway. And it was a different theme every week. Um, and different people would host it. I hosted like a empanada party with sangria and like every week it was someone's someone a different uh theme so I, I really miss that like when i think about saturday nights it was like a thing you know everyone had a drink we'd hang out you can hang sometimes we'd hang out till like one in the morning sometimes everyone was like busted tired and just have a drink and go home but it was like it was really cool 
that's one of the best things about being like a show. You really get close with everybody like that. <laughs> Who threw the uh, wildest snob parties? Who threw the wildest? I threw a pretty good one. I threw a pretty good one. I believe it. I would, I would have had my money on you or McClure, one of you two. Um, McClure threw one. It was pretty tame. McClure is pretty tame. <laughs> McClure has a baby now and he, you know, he like, it's, it's a little different. Um, we did a snobica, which was a Hanukkah snob. And we had like an ice luge. Um, we did, uh, like we had a whole thing from Katz's deli there. Then I think Adam Danheiser, we had a keg at Adam Dan. Like we did, we did fully. What is the funneling? Whatever. I, I'm too old <laughs> for this. Sh- I don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah. You, you funnel it. You just pour it in the top. Yeah. Funneling, funneling, like we were kegs that night was crazy. I think one of the nights I hosted Snob, I hosted maybe once or twice. Yeah. I mean, we were in my dressing room till two in the morning. There were, I have many photos. Wigs were put on like random wigs. Um, (laughs) There were neon lights. We hung out. There was music. I mean, the doorman, we like gave the doorman. We're not supposed to do that, but (laughs) gave the doorman drink. You're like, hey, just like. (laughs) <laughs> Let us hang out an hour more. And he's like, yeah, sure. We'd always give him like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you want? Like a vodka soda? What do you want? I mean, these are not, we're not partying with like children. We're like, at, everyone is 21 above. And I would venture to say most, all the principals, except for Sophia and Alex were at least 40. So <laughs> <laughs> we're old people hanging out. <laughs> anyway, oh. long answer, long answer. What a ride that must have been though. It's, you know, it is. It's like, you know, you've been in some mega hits before, but like, you know, as far as a cult following goes, do you think anything tops Beetlejuice? No, nothing, nothing. I've never experienced anything like this. I mean, guys, like I, I've been in, I've had, you know, gone outside, seen lines for playbill, like wanting people want to sign your playbills, Legally Blonde, whatever, like all those shows. But this had a cult following, not only from people that knew it from the movie, but then all of these kids from Instagram and all the then like not even just kids, like adults, they just fell in love with the show. They fell in love with the album. So you had already the movie fans like you guys, like you were fans of the movie, right? First. And then all of these, the whole social media thing and our album and the Tony Awards, it just exploded. I've never, I mean... I've never seen anything like it. The artwork we would get, the letters, the messages. I mean, and, you know, it wasn't going to be over. I mean, you know, the plan was, and it wasn't announced officially, but the plan was to move on. Like, that's that's what was going to be happening following June 7th. And I think that was going to be announced and all that. I mean, nothing was set in stone when, but then all of this happened. And then, so we, we just, now we just don't know. We think it's still going to move on. Um, and we, we have really strong feelings like it will happen. It's just like, who knows? We can't even like eat in a restaurant right now. So (laughs) let alone do a (laughs) show. (laughs) We can't. So like, I, I, you know, but I think if shows were to come back, we'd be one of them. Like when they come, sorry, when they come back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come back big this time. And that's really exciting to hear because, you know, we were kind of left hanging. We didn't know what was going to happen to Beetlejuice. It's, it was a really fun show and I would love to see it come back somehow. I just hope that everything going on right now doesn't, you know, 
you know, so much crazy stuff happening in the world right now. We just don't know. Oh, but it was a lot of fun. I can say that. And so much fun just to watch it. Really, I first heard about it, about the show. My first experience with the show was probably seeing it on the Tonys. And it was just so much fun. I, I really fell in love right there. Um, and obviously, I'm a big fan of the movie as well. But it was just a lot of fun for me and Al all the time we had leading up to it. We actually had episode building up to the show. And then we had one where we went back and reviewed it. So it was a lot of fun for us on the podcast, really just the beginning of this podcast. And it helped us kind of get our bearings and, you know, really cool experience for us. Al obviously being the, the Broadway expert on the show, I was just really here to have fun. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a really good time. And I love that you guys both love Broadway and baseball. Like, I think that's so cool. Well, I figured that you were the same way, Leslie. I mean, you grew up in Jersey, right near the Yankees and the Mets. I mean, I obviously, sure did. What, you got to tell us, though, what allegiance, Yankees or Mets? Yankees, because my dad was a Yankees fan and growing up, and I went to Yankees games growing up. He's from Brooklyn. My mom's from the Bronx, but now I married a Cleveland Indians fan. Mm. Ooh, Cleveland Indians. The AL rivalry. Yeah. What? What? I'm sorry. What did you say, Scotty? There's an, well, there's an AL rivalry there. They're both pretty big American League teams. I would say Indians. Indians for a while have been a top five team. I mean, the, the World Series appearance. I have seen some incredible games in Cleveland. I, you know, listen. I will say this. Like, I've dated a couple of guys in my life. I obviously married one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is a sports guy? Like, he's a sports guy. But I will say, and I know we're talking about sports. But we'll talk about all of it. Why not? Um, he really, I, I always watch like, uh, what sports center. I always, I, I had a boyfriend once. So like we, he'd watch sports center like three times a day and I would watch it with him, but it wasn't as much fun with Vadim Feichner, who is my husband. He's a musical director. He worked on falsettos on Broadway. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, he really started talking to me about the players, not only with the Cavaliers, who he's obviously a huge fan. Um, but specifically in the Indians, like, when we would go to games, when we would be in Cleveland or just watch them on TV, I'd be like, okay, so tell me about this guy. Tell me about this guy. I want to know him. I want to know him. Explain to me about the minor leagues. Like, how do they get out of them? Like, he explained it, he explained it all to me, like, so in detail. It's, it's like, I love the stories. I want to know about the players. I want to, you know, and then I started re- listening to ESPN, like sports radio. I'm like, this is like soap opera. Like this is, yeah. you know, when yeah. you hear them get so mad or like, they're like, how can you say this about him? It's like, I, yeah. I just love it. And Mike and Mike, I, I, um, listen to them and they're no longer right. Like that's done. That's right? done now. And yeah, Golik, he was doing that, uh, that new that morning show and they just cut that too right. so there's a lot of change over there now right so i um i just really appreciate that i really appreciate the work and and, and most importantly because my husband's from oh, cleveland you know he really explained to me and with football there too he's a browns fan <laughs> <laughs> you have a johnny menzel jersey back there that i see uh <laughs> leslie <laughs> where is he does anyone even know where he is he's, he's still alive football. Last, last time I heard he's never playing football again. So he's in Vegas uh, yeah. somewhere, right? Like, Oh God, they had so much promise for him. Oh, pl- trust me. I heard all about it. Okay. So, so like the, what, what's different. I feel it's not different. Like you feel about this, like you feel this about the Yankees and, but with a small town, like a smaller town, like Ohio and Cleveland and Cleveland, sorry, Cleveland, when you're at a game there, it's like, it's a different feeling. It's like these people, this is what they live for. This is like the sports is what 
that's what they have. And it was so, it was so interesting to be there with his now, his, his father since passed this year. But like the last time we were in a, a game there in person, his dad was there and people were talking to us. And, and then I was like, so what's happening? Da, da, da. And some person would like go, okay, so this, let me explain to you what's going on. So, and I was like, this is like, uh, everybody knows each other. It's really, really cool. And it didn't feel like, you know, Yankee stadium feels super fancy. Like, you know, like, as we say, bougie, you know, it can feel super fancy. Whereas like in Cleveland, it felt like this was everybody's place to hang out. There's no hierarchy, even though there is, but it's, it was just, it gave me a real appreciation for baseball and, and how it brings people together and how people get so passionate. Um, and I, I just, I really appreciate that. So I love that you guys are mixing the two things together. It's awesome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. A lot of fun, you know, having some baseball conversations with Broadway stars and vice versa. It's a lot of fun mixing the two, honestly. I mean, people wouldn't really expect, you know, maybe at face value that people in one crowd would love baseball so much and another crowd would love Broadway so much. But we, I've been shocked, frankly, about how much there is crossover potential here. It's really totally. fun. Yeah. Totally. And my husband uh, worked on the musical version of Bull Durham. You know, the, the movie Bull Durham, yeah. uh, right? Mm-hmm. He worked on the musical version of that. So that's been in development for years and it's really good. Now, who knows? It'll ever see the light of day, but like it was real good. And actually, um, a bunch of people from the Yankees came to see it that were interested in producing it. So who knows? I mean, see, it's like, it's out there, you know, it's, well, that would be like our dream basically to go see. And honestly, would love it, it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so cool to see these baseball stories, not even necessarily on Broadway, but just see how they're portrayed. Um, and totally. obviously the, the baseball movies are our favorites, of course, but there's so many, there's just countless stories, true stories from baseball true stories. Yeah. And I love to- that. That's what gets me. I'm like, tell me the stories. Tell me about the injuries and how they push through them and the families and they weren't Mm -hmm. picked this and they had to wait. And I mean, especially now understanding like how major and minor leagues work um, and that system and what's going on now with baseball. And oh, it's just like, it's so fascinating to me. Um, And the talent, like when you watch and I'm literally, I'm saying this, like you, guys don't know this like of course you know like when you see people play up close so you really appreciate their gift and the Mm -hmm. psychological like you know they're actors too like they're on you know they're the communication that everybody has and everybody knows different plays and what's going on and 
constantly looking behind your back. I mean, that's, it's so exciting. And uh, I've been very lucky to have married someone that I can share this with and be awesome. But like, I just love talking about it and then, you know, appreciating other people's gifts. And it's fun. It's fun to be a fan, you know, because it's like, I'm always performing. It's fun to like be in the audience and cheer on other people doing what they do best. Leslie, are there any players that you've taken a liking to either from the Indians or the Yankees in recent years or even from when you were growing up on the Yankee front? I mean, I was a Daryl Strawberry fan growing up just because like I liked him so much, but then (laughs) I don't know. I really liked him. I mean, Derek Jeter, um, you know, like random people like I wasn't I there's people in the Indians that I like. I'm forgetting their names right now, but they're so good. There's one guy. He's like so funny. He's from Dominican. Like, I mean, he's Lindor, so so yeah. funny. He's so funny, yeah. and he's animated, and I love yeah. that. Um, and I'm trying to think about like growing up. Like, I don't know why. And obviously, Daryl Strawberry played for the Mets. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. we love the Mets. We yeah. love Daryl Strawberry. Like, I don't remember. Like, everyone was like Daryl Strawberry. I I don't know why. That was like middle school. I don't even remember. But well, he played on um, the Yankees too. I don't know if this would be the reason why you liked him so much. If you were watching him in, you know, late nineties, Al, you can correct me on this, but I want to say he played with the Yankees through like 98, um, 99, 99. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, 95 to 99. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, he had a little Yankee stint there. Well, I watched that documentary. First of all, I'm a huge 30 for 30 fan. Oh, the John Apatow one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, God, it's just so fascinating. It's just like, Oh man. Doc and Daryl. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love, and I love, I just love the 30 for 30s. I think they're all amazing. I I think they're so well done. So, um, yeah, that's my connection with baseball. And I really wish I could, you know, like, I can't wait till we can go back and see it in person. I would go to a Yankees game with you guys. It'd be fun. I've sat in a box. The Yankees game. (laughs) Whoa. One time. One time. One time. One time. So basically, Leslie, you're saying that, you know, they're going to ask you to sing the national anthem at Yankee Stadium next season when, you know, crowds are allowed back in and you're going to get VIP tickets and bring me and Scotty with you and your husband. I think that's what you're telling me. We should definitely go. Well, okay. here's the thing. It's not fun to invite people that are into it. It's only fun to invite people that are like, yeah, let's go. Like, it's (laughs) it's so exciting. And especially because then we can all like, we can all like. I know I cursed Dan. You could beat me out. You um, know you cur- we can, curse. Curse. Oh, okay. We're fine. Because then we can all like, you know, hang out, drink, talk, talk shit. Like they suck. This person sucks. Like it's fun because I don't know everything and you guys know so much. So it's, and my husband and you guys, like, it's great. That's what I'm talking about. That kind of energy. That's the way people like having season tickets. Like I, I perform all the time. So I never can go to games. Like, Ever, barely ever, 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 unless it's like a Monday night. So this would be the first time that I could actually go in person like this. If they had it in person and we could like go and I wasn't working, you know, Uh but next year or, you know, whatever, but they're going to play. I mean, they're, 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 they made the agreement. They worked out the money things or whatever they were dealing with the, the don't, we can't, don't sue us, whatever they were dealing with. (laughs) You can't, yeah, you can't sue us and 
we don't want to pay you or whatever the hell they were saying. The grievance, yes, players unions were involved. And yeah, it was it was starting to get a little dirty there. At least, you know, listen, if you're looking for a silver lining, you know, you're getting your rest for a big upcoming 2021 20, Broadway season. And you can Huge. watch the games at night, you know, after you're out at the beach all day, come home, learn more about the game. So when next spring rolls around, like you'll be getting close to like, being an expert. I might be a correspondent on this program. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I might right, be a, up, Scotty. A, a couple, like a guest, couple of you know, like once a once every couple of weeks, just come in and we'll talk Broadway, baseball, what I've learned, who I like, who I don't. Um, but no, you're listen. It's the fact that again, again, it's like that's what we were saying before that we hope the whole baseball thing would work out because America needs it. America needs that. America needs baseball. They need that something to hold on to normalcy. And that's what that is. That's what basketball is and football also. So, but it's great that they're, that they're able to do that because we do, we need it. And it, and it will be something to make us feel good to make us feel like, okay, we still, this is, we can all be together on this, you know? Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> well said. Yeah. 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 Especially in these times. And, uh, you know, we, I think that we certainly need, theater too let me ask you you know they're throwing this date around of january you think it's realistic no i think it's going to be spring i think it's going to be spring i think january let's hope for a vaccine or treatment that would be sweet because then then everyone will be like okay we have some now we can feel like uh we're not gonna like get it and maybe die so um Maybe we can all go back to work. Maybe we can, you know, maybe then people, because listen, Broadway is a big business for New York and it's a huge tourism thing. So people are not going to want to come to New York, which was before the epicenter. Now Florida is, um, and spend money on hotels and all this, especially if they haven't been working. I mean, you know, so I think we're more apt to be in a better place if we open in the spring, which is what I really think they're shooting for. January is going to be too soon and there's going to be a lot of people unemployed. Um, and I think financially it's just not going to be possible. And what, you know, I've talked to, you know, uh, big theater agents that are friends and they're saying like the worst thing you want, don't the thing you don't want is for theater for Broadway to open and then close and try to reopen because it won't. I think that that'll, it, it'll just be too financially. Um, it, it just won't, it won't happen. So, pushing it off further is better and spring is like a rebirth. Right. And that's like the spring season bringing in the shows, then bringing back the Tony awards. I mean, I have envisioned all of the shows back on the Tony award telecast this, like, again, another thing, like another real Americana sort of, even though it's a small niche niche of uh, the arts, but I think the reopening of Broadway is going to be very special. And I, I think it will happen in the spring and and I'm hoping that we have some sort of treatment or vaccine before then for all of us. It would be great. You know? Yeah. And on the baseball front too, it's like my, my fantasy right now is uh, you know, there's a vaccine. I'm at Yankees opening day on a Friday afternoon, nice April weather. And then, you know, Saturday night I'm coming to see Beetlejuice 2.0. That's like, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. And coming backstage. Cause you obviously will both of you. <laughs> You're the best, Leslie. Thank you. I think if we get the theater that I think we're going to get, I will have a bigger, a bigger dressing room. So we can have a bigger dressing room. I'm assuming you both are over 21. 
<laughs> yeah, we're, oh, so are you saying we're invited to snob now? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. Well, if it's on a Saturday, then if, well, oh, well, so you, you were going to come on a Saturday. If it's on a Saturday, then yes, you will come to snob. Providing that like, we're not allowed to like bring people backstage, but by then if there's a vaccine, then it's on, it's on, you're coming to snob. Mark my word. <laughs> it's July. What day is July? So let's say April or when would you say April? You want to let's say April because that's April. when baseball season would start. Let's do it. Like, on... I'm saying right. April too. I'm saying April. It's gonna <laughs> happen. It's gonna happen. I really do hope that happens. And hey, there's a lot of other stuff that's kicking off in April. Obviously, that would be mm-hmm. the start to the full baseball season, a complete <sighs> baseball season with everyone so you know in, in attendance. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot to look forward to next year. And even if things end up getting pushed back a little bit, I think that, like what you said, having everything open and stay open is so important. And it would be yeah. really good. Yeah, not just for Broadway, but I think for businesses too. Just keeping everything oh, open. Yeah. yeah, you want to come back strong. You don't, you don't want to have to reclose. It's a lot of no. complicated. It's a mess. That's my fear with baseball right now because it's like, you know, for example, Araldis Chapman tested positive for the Yankees on Saturday. And now they have to test everyone on the team and put potentially put like X amount of guys into a bubble and not keep them in the clubhouse. It would just be too messy. It's gotta be smooth. And like you said, Leslie, kind of like a rebirth and, you know, a renewal and have those good vibes like that. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I have friends right now who are working down at Disney with the NBA bubble and, um, who literally are working at the Disney Yacht Club, like where a lot of them are staying with their families. They're all getting tested all the time. I mean, they're in like lockdown. And Vadim <laughs> and I were like, I'm like, how do you have kids there? And like, be like, no guys, you can't go to Disney today. Like, are you joking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the worst six weeks of my life as a kid. Like Epcot's... R- Yacht Club, if you've ever been there, Yacht Club is like on property, right? You walk maybe 50, 75 feet and you're in Epcot. It's right there. Okay. <laughs> you can smell funnel cake yeah, from the Yacht Club, yeah. but you can't just let your kids go. I mean, I'm sure they might actually do something where they close down the park and they let them all go at night or something. But yeah, anyway, they spray that, down with, basketball. with bleach. Yeah. I, 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 I would be shocked if this whole NBA bubble situation works out because there's just so, there's so many people involved. I mean, so many, so many it takes people. one person to leave and it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't work out if people are not really hundred percent serious. And there's, there's a lot of variables going on right now. So um, many, so many. So it's like, well, okay, good luck. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Leslie, one thing I did want to ask you about, because I thought it was so cool. I listened to an interview you did sometime last year, like during some Beetlejuice press stuff. And you, and I could not agree more, likened the Broadway community and the folks performing on Broadway to athletes. And I think that it's so awesome to, you know, to have a voice like yours say things like that. Um, you know, given how long you've been in the business, I've always wondered, like, do you still feel big pressure to perform uh, or, you know, do you feel like you've kind of mastered a systematic robotic routine that served you really well? I know baseball is certainly a game of adjustments. I've always been curious to hear a, you know, a uh, Broadway performer's perspective on that. Well, you know, like they talk about in baseball, uh, you know, how many years can you play as a player, right? Like, and, and what's the top age? Like when do people go, okay, like what's around the age where you're like, you're kind of done. Well, Scotty, what do we say? The physical peak is 27 to 32, and then you're considered yeah. old at 35? Is that what they say? I mean, actually, I mean, lately, I'd say players are hitting their physical peak even earlier. And a lot of this is due to the way kids are, you know, being raised or being raised playing baseball. And there's just so much that goes into the farm system and everything now. Right. That, yeah, players can peak at, you know, as early as 27, 26. But wow. there, I mean, traditionally, I would say, you're getting old in your late thirties. I mean, that's kind of just the rule that people that's have gone just by. The rule. Yeah. Right. And, um, and then you got to uh, switch gears and you either, you know, do uh, commentating on ESPN or whatever. Or like you A-Rod, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. You marry JLo or um, yeah. you are a gajillionaire, you know, and you start businesses. A lot of people, I mean, y- so to, to go back to your question, it's kind of, it's not similar in the sense that like you're kind of done at a certain point, but the eight show a week grind, just like any schedule for an athlete, you know, it's, they're all different. All the sports are different. Broadway schedule is eight shows a week. Sometimes on our new schedule that we were just starting five show weekends. So we do a one Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday, one Monday, one Tuesday, Wednesday off one Thursday night, one Friday, and start that all over again, which is really brutal, depending on the part that you do. Now, if I'm just walking on stage and I'm like, ah, I sing one song and I walk off, it's like the easiest job in the world. The job for me that I knew that I had to do in this show, I really, really was like, okay, I'm 42. Uh, I just turned 43 in May, but when I started this, I was, what, 41? Uh, I am not young, young anymore. I am technically middle-aged and I'm doing stuff like flipping over couches and doing all this like dancing and, you know, singing really high. Like I got to make sure that I'm in optimal shape. So, you know, I did, I treated it like I was an athlete. I hired a trainer. I, I got a nutritionist. I, um, built in all kinds of things, whether it be physical therapy and stuff like that to maintain the grind of that show to the point where like it's, I do, I have injuries on the right side of my, on the, my shoulder and my right ankle because the way the, the stage had a rake like this. So when you're standing on the, the deck of the, the house, you know, you're just standing, you lean forward a little bit that throws your whole body weight off and your, uh, your positioning and stuff. And then all the, the flipping and the throwing and the falling and banging I have injuries. And so still now I'm getting treated for those injuries and, um, but definitely training my body, my voice constantly in voice lessons, constantly working on that. I mean, we would have drinks and stuff, but really go home early, sleep, water, good nutrition, didn't eat shit like shit a lot. 
And, um, but it never ends. There's no off season. Off season is now for me <laughs> right now, which is why I've gained like uh, eight pounds at least. Um, I was like, Oh God, I have to get back in that green costume at a certain point. Oof, that's gonna be rough. <laughs> um, we were joking. We we're like, why is dessert like normal at every, every meal now? Like it, it that, that's not the life we lived. If you had to like be in certain costumes and do certain things, you can't just, you know, do and eat whatever you want. Um, but I think even now, now it's technically off season, but actually things started ramping up now with, cause I do t um, TV a lot also and voiceover is different cause I'm in this room and I'm, I've been doing, I'm the voice of CarMax. So I do CarMax, uh, commercials if you hear a CarMax commercial that's me I do eBay commercials but with on-camera stuff that has not even though there's no shooting right now it's gearing up to shoot so like today I had to put you know between yesterday and today have to put stuff on film I have a studio downstairs like I'm not it's not really off season anymore it's continuing even though the world is basically stopping it's not so it's always about and finding balance within that, you know, and like taking time to kind of reset because performing all the time too is a, it's, it's not normal to do the same thing over and over and over again, eight times a week, sometimes twice in a day. So, uh, that's a long answer to your question, but that's basically, you know, the thing you gotta, you gotta think longevity too like don't go crazy there's nights where i was doing argentina where i was like i want to sing higher i want to sing higher i want to try this i want to try that and i'm like okay um <laughs> good uh you know you have to you have to pace yourself because one wrong one super high note wrong way you're out for weeks and, and i've had that i've had vocal injuries before i've had to be silent for two weeks to rehabilitate it's no joke so, but it's worth it. It's worth it. That's like yeah. one of my favorite performances, what you did in Beetlejuice. And it's, Aww. it's, I cannot wait for that to come back, especially. And, uh, you know, and, and it's just so, it was a very, very aggressive performance too, which I think yeah. is really something that it draws an audience. And, you know, Scotty, you and I have talked about it all the time, especially with baseball. Like those are some of our favorite types of players too. You know, someone who really, it, it makes, it makes the audience feel, uh, like you're actually seeing something special. And I think that that's so much of what, you know, we appreciate about, appreciate about both of these mediums, you know? Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, it sounds like everything that you put into the show has helped you get to this, you know, level that you're at right now. And you can see the hard work pay off. You can see the voice lessons pay off and hopefully yeah. your injuries are, you know, healing. <laughs> um, kind of. They can't do planks the way I used to. It's like clicks. Uh, it's like terrible. Oh, is it your shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not rotator. It's, um, it's something. Well, it feels, it's like if I were to try to like pick up a gallon of milk, it's hard for me to turn that way. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's gnarly. It's terrible, and then my those right ankle's are, mess. Those, those aren't fun. But even now, you know, we work out here. We figure it out. We try to stay in shape, and then oh, and then just the other part of your question, as far as like beyond, like what's okay? Well, you know, just a career. It's. I always try to think. I never. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna reset what I'm saying. I'm. Not, I try not to be complacent, right? Because. You got to grow with the times. You got to you got to keep expanding, keep learning. Um, 
And for me, it's like, well, Broadway is, it changes and trends change, uh, vocal styles change, all of it. And you kind of, you know what you do, but you're flexible within it and always being um, open to learning about yourself and not taking yourself too seriously either. Cause like, yeah, Broadway. yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's, that was the end of that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Leslie, that is awesome. And, uh, you know, I know that right now is typically, uh, you know, your recovery period, but uh, I want to see how your swing looks. So we do one little segment here on Break a Bat to wrap every show. What? Have you heard of that fastball derby? No. What is, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Right. what is that? Swing is code. He's, we're, we're, you'll see. I don't want to give anything away here. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I want you to picture the ninth inning, two outs, um, two folks on second and third. Araldis Chapman is on the mound throwing 105 miles an hour. And, um, you know, you got to think quick because you want to end the game with a win. So um, me and Scotty will ask you a few questions, and you say the first thing that comes to your head. How does that sound? Okay, wait, set it up for me one more time. Set it up for me one more time. Say the whole scenario one more time. Okay. Okay. It's like ninth inning. Crowd is going nuts and it's a hundred degrees outside. So the okay. heat is really on. You know? Great. Um, and, uh, you know, your team's down a run. There's two outs, bottom of the ninth. Araldis Chapman, the Yankees six time all-star closer is Ooh. bringing in heat tonight. And, you know, you got to think quick at the plate because you want to bring home that winning run. Got it. And the only way to do that is, you know, by hitting a few questions out of the park and, you know, those questions we'll ask them to you. You say the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. All right, I'll start. Favorite New York City meal? Uh, linguine and clams. You sure you're not part Italian? I know you call yourself like a Jew Rican, but Jew-Rican. are you sure you're not part Italian? That's, that's a really good answer. <laughs> I love Italian food. All right, amazing. All so right. my next question, if you could play one position in baseball, what would it be? First base. Mm. That was my position in high school. So no. kindred spirits, You got to stretch the first, I mean, they got it at first base. I mean, needs to know how to split. First of all, they I just want to get him. I want to get him. I want to yeah. get him right away. Yeah, <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> That's it. Love I'm like, it. get out of here. I got you. <laughs> Your desert Island album. My desert Island album. Like the album that I would, play in a desert island pink floyd's the wall the show must go on is one of my yeah, favorite songs yeah. of all time so there we go i love that okay 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 oh well this is kind of you know a good segue here your favorite song from beetlejuice it doesn't have to be one that you sang um home i love home mm. i love home i actually want to sing it one of these days it's beautiful Hey, Alex, maybe we can end this end the uh, podcast with that. Yeah, want to sing home? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm in. In. 
<laughs> oh, she did a swing. Look at that. She's driving them in. Wow, look at a baseball yes. parallel in Beetlejuice. I love that. Yes. There we go. I'm not even like, okay. I didn't even do that on purpose. I just. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got you in the baseball mood right now. That's totally. awesome. All right. How about this one? Your favorite holiday? Um, oh God, why is this hard for me? Um, I would say Christmas. Christmas. You gotta love Christmas. I do. I also love Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a fun hey, one. That is. A lot like, of You just gotta have like a Halloween vibe every night anyway. <laughs> so no yeah, wonder you go Halloween. It would be really cool to see Beetlejuice on Halloween, I have to say. All oh, right. So good. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. All right, so this next one, okay. Person in the audience you were most intimidated to perform in front of? Catherine O'Hara. From the movie, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. Who played the, who was the original Delia? Did she ever, did she ever, uh, you know, link up with you and give you any? Yeah. uh, Oh, really? Yeah, she came to the show and she came on stage and everyone knew she was there but me until the towards the end. And then I knew she was there. Cause I told everybody not to tell me until after, uh, Argentina, mm. after Argentina, that, you know, the Miss Argentina number, then you can tell me any, that's, a, that's Carrie Butler's and my rule after our big songs, then you can tell me anybody who's here. I still was terrified by her being there because it's Catherine O'Hare and I've loved her since waiting for Guffman since home alone. Like she's amazing. Um, and then she came up on stage. We all introduced her. She said, you're amazing. You're so much better than me. I was like, I'm dead. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) I have left the building. That's really cool. She, she was, she was huge, 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 huge. Yeah. How about this one? Most embarrassing on stage moment. Most embarrassing onstage moment in Beetlejuice or in any show? Any show. Um, I, okay, so I did a production of Godspell off-Broadway and in 2000. Um, I had must have eaten something weird and uh, I had to leave the stage. <laughs> I had to leave the stage in the middle of a number to go to the bathroom. Like, there was no, there was no, I had to leave. I had to leave the number. I mean, I just had to. It was either going to go one way or the other. And um, I had to leave. Yep. Had to go. The, the next biggest one, actually, is that I missed a cue. I was in a show and I missed a cue because I was on my phone in my dressing room, which this was like a small production of something I was doing. And I was like, and they're like <laughs> Angel Gabriel. Angel Gabriel. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, no. And they had to come <laughs> off stage and grab me. I was playing Gabriel Angel. I was like in a big blonde wig with wings. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. Like full audience waiting for me to come out there. And I was on my like Nokia wherever, circa 2003, wherever. I've come a long way. I'm much better now. <laughs> I'm much more professional. All right. So this is cool. The proudest moment of your career. We're taking now. This is a positive term. We're going to make you feel good now. <laughs> the proudest moment. Uh, the proudest moment of my career. Um, 
Okay, this is going to be a weird answer, but I this is what I think about now. Like now, I've been nominated for many, many awards, which I've been so great. I've won a few, but I've been nominated a bunch of times, which was great. When I was not nominated for Beetlejuice for a Tony Award, um, and and I and everyone thought I was going to be my cast thought I was going to be my husband, everybody, and I I kind of like put it at bay. For a little while like i was like you know what if it happens great if it doesn't i'm doing a killer job like i'm proud of myself i look the best i've ever looked i sounded the best i ever looked i'm like killing it feel great i'm a good cast member like when it happened and they announced it that day it was in um montauk in a hotel and we were watching it on tv and they didn't call my name and i like was like oh like i i did all of that i'm gonna be fine i like wasn't fine <laughs> And I was really disappointed, but I have to say the proudest moment of my career was when I was able to come back to work the next day and my, my, uh, castmate Alex Brightman was nominated and I walked in that building and I just, I went, of course I texted him right away when he was nominated and all that and people were but I was able to do my show that night as if I had been nominated, as if it doesn't, it does not matter. And that's the thing. Like I'm the most proud of that from that moment on. I never held it against anybody. I never felt, um, I mean, sometimes I felt sad, but when I was able to go to the Tony Awards, I rooted, I rooted for the people that were in my category, my cast and the creators that also were nominated. I thought about the bigger picture and it's not just, and not just me. And, um, I'm really proud of that because that, you know, when you're in the business for over 20 plus years, you start to expect things, right? You think you're owed things. It's like my year, you know, it's like my year for my, like, you know, what do they call them? Championship rings or whatever, you know, like you want, you want your trophy, you want your prize for all the work and the years. And if you don't get it, it's, it's okay. Cause it's not a meritocracy. Sometimes it's just not. So you can do great work and not get the prize and how you, how you act after not getting it speaks volumes about who you are. And so I'm the most proud of that. I'm most proud of that. I didn't let it eat me alive, get me down and change the way I acted towards people, how I treated people. Um, so yeah, that's, I know it's a weird answer, but that's like a big moment for me. I feel like. And that's one of the most unique, uh, answers we've heard to that. Uh -huh. I love that Leslie. Um, all right, this is the last one we use it okay. to wrap every show. And I'm sure this is going to serve a lot of folks in our audience really well. Okay. Um, what is the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Um, the best piece of advice that anyone ever gave me um, was Barbara Cook, who is no longer with us. It was a big Broadway actress. Um, I said to her one day, I said, Barbara, you know, you've been through a lot. Um, and were there days where you just wanted to quit? Were there days you just wanted to throw in the towel? Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is too hard. This is, it's not fair or whatever. It's just too much. And she, and she looked at me in the mirror. She was putting on her makeup. We were doing a show together. And she looked at me and she goes, you know what, Leslie? Sometimes it's about, it's just about doing the job. And and it's and that really resonated with me and has especially now getting older and i couldn't have understood it before in my 20s maybe but you know you got a good gig 
be happy you got the gig, you know, be grateful where you're sitting. You got a good gig, enjoy it. The hard times will come. Um, they will, but when you have a gig, you know, sit in that gig and like be grateful because they don't come around all the time. And that's part of it. Sometimes it's just about paying the bills. That's the other part she said. It's just about paying the bills. It can be hard, but you know, you do what you got to do. And when you think about it practically, because you think, you know, Broadway people, it all seems very glamorous and cool and like whatever. It's, it's a job. It's a job. And um, it's one that I'm grateful to have when I'm able to have it. But uh, at the end of the day, it's my gig. So, yeah, that's probably it. May she rest in peace. Barbara was awesome. <laughs> that was incredible, Leslie. And uh, Thanks. I, I mean, Scotty, I, I know you haven't been here in a while, but you know, you've been listening to the episodes. Can you tell that this is one of uh, one of the shows we've done that I've probably enjoyed the most? Absolutely. I think. Aww. I mean, really, this has just been a, a great. I mean, for me, this is a lot of fun because I haven't been back with Al on the show in a while. But really, in general, the the positivity today and. Uh, some cool stories. This is kind of what we shoot for here. And this is a lot of fun. Um, you guys are great. Yeah, I would, yeah. I'll come on anytime and I can't wait. You know, I want to share this. Cause like, I'm so glad that I got to meet you both. Where, Scotty also, where are you? Where are you right now? I am you in, in your my, apartment. I'm in my, I'm not, actually my parents' house. I don't want, I know island. everyone's at their parents. If I didn't have a house, I'd be at my parents. Scotty and I were both on Second Avenue within five blocks of each other and had to retreat. Right. Yeah, we had to flee the city. But hey, I'm happy to be back here. Yeah, listen, it's all we're in we're in a in a whole learning, a new learning. We're all gonna change. Something's gonna happen. It's all we'll see. You'll see. I mean, I don't blame you. I'd get out in a second, please. You can come visit me. Why not? Come to Jersey. <laughs> visit me anytime. Hey, Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.